Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northfield, Michigan. And today, folks, the topic of this video honestly makes me a little bit upset. Now, if you haven't been following Twitter, social media, and more religiously this past 24 hours, I would be willing to bet that you don't know this story, but it is an important one, and it's important not just because of the subjects of this video. On your screen right now, is one of the pages, the about page, for a company by the name of Artisan Builds, which makes computers primarily live on Twitch, of all places. And as part of their marketing for making these computers, they apparently give away a lot of technology, a lot of computers, a lot of kit, a lot of other things uh, that you get for watching them, for being a part of their various programs. And that's where the rubber hits the road on this particular story. A few hours ago, and I want to give my hat tip to Sid Alpha for pointing this out to me, directing me to this story. Dexerto, a website that really talks about esports and Twitch and various aspects of gaming from a streaming and live services perspective, put out the following tweet. A PC building company, Artisan Builds, allegedly refused to honor a giveaway because a streamer was too small. It seems they belittled the streamer at... Kiapia, and I never know how to pronounce Twitter names or Twitch names, so I apologize in advance, on stream as well. And they did a story on this. They said, a Twitch streamer by the name of Kiapia has accused the company's CEO of slander in a multi-tweet thread on her Twitter account. And the CEO's name is apparently uh, Noah. It's named Noah Katz here. For the most part in this video, I will be referring to him as Star-Lord because, well, frankly, he's wearing a Star-Lord jacket and has a bit of that demeanor about him. But let's take a look at the Twitter thread that actually started all this. I have to put a few disclaimers out there. There isn't actually connective proof that this is the individual was the target of this particular uh, set of events. There's really no reason for her to lie about it in this context. And certainly it happened to somebody. So the legal conversation, the business conversation that we usually have in this space, still warranted, I think still appropriate, but we can't actually say anything but It appears that this is the person that was affected by this. And she says the following. If you haven't heard at Artisan Builds, do not care about their small streamer ambassadors. They have monthly PC giveaways for their ambassadors. Great, right? Except they don't care for small streamers. I got chosen and they changed their rules last minute. You hear this man's voice and these are accompanied by clips if you're not watching this on YouTube. He's belittling me. It's slander and defamation of my stream and me as a person. I won that PC fair and square. The rules say that you need the artisan panel in your Twitch about, and I do have it. You need to be linking to them. They want to be promoted. That's what an ambassador is to them. So what's the issue? Artisan builds. Now we'll be going over the quotes here from the various times of the video in question. I do want to say I don't believe that there's slander or defamation here. They don't specifically call out the individual in question during this portion of the video. You can't really have libel, slander, or defamation if they aren't pointing to or targeting someone and the other side of the communications transaction can't easily figure out who it is. Uh, So it's a little bit unclear how this person found out who it was. I would be willing to bet they got some kind of email or secondary notice. Hey, we voided you out on this, but we're going to give you a box of chocolates. I saw them giving out in other portions uh, of their video. I don't know what the course of communications was there, but probably not a great slander or defamation claim. And in all honesty, that's okay because there's a lot more going on here. The thread continues. The reason, like what? Sorry, not everyone has money for a PC. It's expensive. So condescending. And it is. 
honestly watching this video uh, had me want to take a shower in certain parts. And that's not to disparage the individual in question, but it comes across very used car salesmen throughout the length of the video. And honestly, uh, I didn't much care for researching it for purposes of this, but I do think it's an important topic to cover. She says, I earned that PC. This makes me feel like I'm not a good streamer. You are making my community seem like they aren't supportive and they're the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is just insane. And then she tweets at a few people, partners of this particular Twitch streamer and company, and then Intel Gaming, which as it turns out is sponsoring whatever this is, whether it's a contest or whether it's a sweepstakes or whether, God forbid, in legal terms, it's a lottery. Now, speaking of those three specific terms, I'm going to do something a little bit unusual here for virtual legality. Rather than go over the specific quotes and the story that Artisan Builds was telling in this particular video, I want to start with the rule so that we can discuss some of the various ways that you can have pitfalls in putting out a giveaway. And understand before we get into this at all, there are wildly different rules across multiple jurisdictions. And one of the things we can't tell from this story, I did look, is where Artisan Builds is located, where the Twitter user who's claiming that they didn't get the computer they were owed is located. And those will matter here because the various jurisdictions at issue will have different definitions of things like lotteries and contests and sweepstakes and consideration, et cetera, et cetera. But we can make certain generalized statements about how these usually look. And this is a website from, I believe it's a company that helps you negotiate putting out sweepstakes of your own called uh, Sweep P that gives a few summary items. Now, I think they're a little too bold here in some of the statements that they make, uh, but take them with a grain of salt. They're not lawyers, I don't think. They say a couple of things. A payment is called consideration. Broadly, yes. Consideration in a contractual context is if you're giving something up. A lot of the times that's money. A lot of the times that can be services rendered, something else. And we're going to talk about that in the context of my home state of Michigan in just a minute. Only states can hold lotteries. So all private lotteries are illegal, which again, there's charitable exceptions in various areas. But suffice it to say, if you see the word lottery, if you find yourself in the lottery bucket, you better hope you have a lawyer because chances are you're going to need one if one of the attorneys general or some other federal agency or otherwise comes calling to ask you the question. Lotteries, bad. That's the, that's the main note from this. To avoid being classified as an illegal lottery in any state, your promotion can only have two of these three elements. A prize, the element of chance, and consideration. Here are the possible combinations, says Sweet Pea. Prize, consideration, and chance. All three you got yourself an illegal lottery. If you think about buying a lottery ticket, there's obviously a prize. That's why you're buying it. You're paying money for it and there's nothing you can do to influence your ability to win it, right? The Powerballs are going to come up the way the Powerballs come up. It's a prize plus consideration. That's the money you pay to wherever you bought your ticket from and chance that's a lottery. If it's just a prize and consideration, you can have a contest, right? You think about that as sporting events or dart competitions or whatever else. It's skill. There can be a prize but it can still be a contest and that's okay. Again, it's regulated in various areas. And then what we started talking about here is prize plus chance. That's a sweepstakes. Okay, you're not charged to get in. You don't have to pay us consideration. We're gonna have a sweepstakes. We're gonna have a giveaway. Giveaway is usually synonymous with sweepstakes. We're gonna have a random number generator, pick out a person. That person's gonna win whatever we're giving away. And we can use that to promote our business. We want eyeballs on our Twitch stream. We want people to be considering buying our products. And so we're going to have a giveaway so that you do that. And so that you encourage people to do that. You even see in this video that we're going to talk about today, various places where they say, hey, some of the stuff that we are doing in this video 
is going to be bigger if we get to, I think it's uh, 1,500 concurrent uh, people watching it or things like that. It might be 10,000. I can't remember the exact volume of numbers that they were using there, but they have a number of instances where they're constantly trying to incentivize the people that are viewing and the people that might otherwise be viewing to view, to get more eyeballs on their product and brand. And there isn't necessarily anything wrong with that. But here you see a chart of various different rules and the way that they're associated with different jurisdictions in the United States. For an example, as I said, we can take a look at Michigan, who in describing how internet sweepstakes cafes are problematic, leave that aside for just a minute, summarizes the state of Michigan law here. What is a sweepstakes? Michigan law does not define the term sweepstakes. Go us. By common definition, sweepstakes are advertising or promotional devices by which items of value, prizes, are awarded to participating consumers by chance, with no purchase or entry fee required in order to win. For example, Publishers Clearinghouse, Reader's Digest, etc. Sweepstakes must be completely devoid of consideration. Under Michigan law, and this is important, if you are required to be present at the place of business or pay for internet access to play a game of chance for a prize, that is consideration, making the game a lottery, not a sweepstakes. And then you find yourself in the danger zone. And this applies across many, many, many jurisdictions, but using different definitions. The overall concept, though, is if you've got consideration as part of a chance-based game with a prize at the end, look out. Really, really think about how you're operating what you're doing. As Michigan says, how is a sweepstakes different than a lottery? Lotteries are generally illegal under state and federal laws, with the exception of state-run lotteries and licensed charity gaming. A lottery is an activity in which all three of the following elements are present, as we just discussed, consideration, prize, and chance. But here in Michigan, even if an element of a lottery is missing, Michigan courts construe the term broadly with a view to declaring any such kind of gaming a lottery. So you never really know if you're in trouble in Michigan and some other jurisdictions are going to follow that path as well. Finally, in terms of legal standards here, I wanted to turn your eyes to an article that I will link in the description of the video as I do, which I found to be very useful from Jones Day, very, very large law firm, entitled Pitfalls of Sweepstakes and contests. Now, this is from November of 2007. So basically, it's already out of date, but we can still take the concepts that are presented here and work off of them when we're going to discuss this issue with artisan builds. Sweepstakes and contests are governed by an array of U.S. federal and state laws. Canada and Quebec have their own laws, as do every other jurisdiction on earth. And one important thing to note is if you go and you watch this video, I think it's 13 hours long, you do see references to, oh, are they in the United States? Are they international? International is fine. These various things, clearly, I would argue, not taking into account what compliance would look like in these various jurisdictions for giving away things of material value. Remember, we're not talking about candy bars. We're not talking about stuffed bears. We're talking about computer builds of substantial value that are sponsored by Intel. Keep that in mind as well, because generally speaking, giant corporations don't like to be associated with this kind of thing. Now, Jones Day has written this memo in order to give people at least a certain amount of not legal advice. It's not directed at people with particularity, but overall concepts. In structuring a promotion, there are three main legal goals to keep in mind. One, Avoid having the promotion characterized as a lottery. As we said, that's the danger zone. If you can avoid that, you're going to be okay in a lot of instances. Two, avoid running afoul of false advertising laws by making full disclosure of the rules and all material issues attendant to the promotion. Be clear. To the extent you aren't clear as to what will win you something and what won't, you can run afoul of 
false advertising laws at the federal level with the Federal Trade Commission, at the state level with the attorneys general, at multiple levels across the world if you're potentially making these prizes available internationally. And finally, have a rule in advance for whatever could go wrong. Certainly here, there doesn't appear to be a rule, but we're going to get to the specifics in just a minute. First, Jones Day talks about avoiding a lottery. You must be careful to structure the promotion so that it is not characterized as a lottery. Conducting a lottery is akin to gambling, and a few states may be classified as a felony. Remembering that the participants in this particular scenario are the ambassadors of artisan builds, and that doesn't just include the winners or the named individuals, whether they were voided out or not. It includes everybody that thinks they might otherwise be eligible. You have to take on all the jurisdictional issues of everyone everywhere because you didn't, as far as I can tell, actually write rules that establish eligibility or say it's not you're not going to be available in Florida or wherever else you might need to to actually comply with these things. Going willy-nilly can get you into trouble when you start talking about giving away things to promote your business. A promotion will be deemed a lottery if it has three features, consideration, chance, and prize. We've got that down now, I think. Generally, a sweepstakes, a random drawing for a prize, is not classified as a lottery because it lacks consideration. True contests do not qualify as lotteries because skill replaces chance. For example, the best golfer, the best slogan. You can have a contest for the best of something. Sweepstakes possess two of those three characteristics, chance and a prize. Consideration is defined as requiring the entrant to give something of value in order to enter the drawing. The most easily identified or typical form of consideration is requiring that a purchase or a payment be made to enter, but consideration may also exist by merely requiring an entrant to exert substantial effort or time. For example, requiring an entrant to fill out a lengthy marketing questionnaire or requiring participants to visit three booths at a trade show. That can put you in the consideration category. And remember, if you're then picking something based off a chance, you might well be running a lottery. While the issue is not clear... Some states may find consideration to exist if the sponsor of the sweepstakes receives a benefit through the entrance efforts. And this is highlighted in red, so I know you want to put a pin in it because we're going to come back to this. If the sponsor, if here in this case, Artisan Builds is benefiting from the kind of thing that it's asking for in terms of eligibility or from its participants, that might well itself be consideration. And then that consideration can lead to finding of a lottery, such as, this article finishes off, as a valuable competitive advantage or economic opportunity for the sponsor. If what you're asking for is specifically to your benefit, well, then you're that much closer to the lottery danger zone. In some cases, a sweepstakes that would otherwise be classified as an illegal lottery because consideration is present can be made legal by making a free method of entry available. You see this in certain places, right? If you were playing something that involves taking stickers off of a McDonald's French fries package, you can find small print somewhere that says if you send a postcard to someplace in New York or somewhere else, that'll give you an entry as well because they don't want it to be tied necessarily to you having to purchase that drink or those fries. You see that all over the place. But then again, those companies use a lot of lawyers to make sure that they are complying. Some states require sweepstakes to be registered. For example, New York and Florida require registration and posting of a bond if the retail value of the prize to be giving away exceeds $5,000 and the sweepstakes is run in connection with the sale or advertisement of consumer products or services. Certainly that last bit is met with what we're going to be talking about today. Who knows what the value of these computers are? Who knows whether some states might aggregate the value of all sweepstakes prizes for circumstances of evaluating these particular statutes? Registration in New York and Florida must be made in advance of the promotion start. In New York, the period is 30 days. In addition, 
The focus of the Federal Trade Commission and many of the state laws regulating sweepstakes is on disclosing specified material information to the entrants. The official rules of most sweepstakes must therefore include such things as the name and address of the sponsor, the duration of the sweepstakes, the prizes given away, the retail value of the prizes, and the odds of winning. The rules must also disclose the eligibility for entry. Who can actually participate in the sweepstakes? It doesn't need to be everybody, but you need to be really damn clear about who it can be. In order to avoid potential liability, besides providing the legally mandated disclosures, a sponsor should ensure that the rules of the promotion are properly drafted to deal with various potential outcomes in an attempt to avoid or head off claims from disgruntled entrants, which is certainly the case that we are looking at today. Now, of course, this is Jones Day. This is a law firm. They include this paragraph to say, you should have lawyers draft up some stuff for you. Finally, they say there are common mistakes, including the failure to disclose material terms, which I think we're going to have here. Failure to follow the sponsor's own rules, including by changing the rules at midstream and ignore at your peril. Marketing personnel hate this stuff. However, a promotion gone bad can lead to bad publicity and promotion laws are increasingly being enforced. In fact, I had a number of clients throughout the history of my practice that have gone through some of these issues that tried to handle them themselves and then required folks to fix them up. And yeah, if you don't believe anything on this regarding fraud or false advertising, the Federal Trade Commission has a sweepstakes tag. Federal Trade Commission also has false prizes and other tags that go along with all of these various things. And that doesn't mean the Federal Trade Commission is terribly likely to bring the hammer down on artisan builds, but it is the kind of thing that they do think about. And certainly if there's enough bad publicity in these states, start looking at things. This is the kind of thing where you can get some free good publicity if you are an attorney general or if you're looking at something and saying, hey, this is bad and we want streamers and Twitch people that look like this and don't look like they care about the rules or the laws to pay more attention to them. Which leads us to the specifics here. This is an ambassador giveaway. That's how it is framed in the video itself. And in order to become an ambassador of Artisan Builds, they've got a page up right now, which I believe, based on everything they said in the video, is not entirely up to date. They want to change some of this stuff. They first say a percentage of every sale referred by you and through your links, affiliates, codes, buttons will be automatically set aside for you. And in answer to the question of how do I become an ambassador, they say barring exceptions for offensive material or a lack of brand fit, whatever that might be, to represent Artisan Builds as an ambassador if you meet at least one of the following qualifications. And yes, that's not a sentence. To represent Artisan Builds as an ambassador if you meet, etc., is missing some kind of verb somewhere. But suffice it to say, they include here, I think it's seven bullets. They've got 12 concurrent viewers on Twitch tracker consistently, six concurrent vi viewers as long as you're doing 40 hours a month, a Facebook stream link with 1,000 people following, 1,500 subscribers to YouTube, 50,000 for TikTok, and 1,000 on something called Theta and something called Trovo. Sorry, folks, I'm just not that hip. If you have one of those qualifications, there's still a process to go through. They say, how long will it take to find out if my application was accepted? You actually hit a button and go through an application process. Please allow one week. And then presumably you are told whether or not you're an ambassador. You will receive a courtesy email, even if not accepted into our program, to thank you for applying and inform you of what criteria we are looking for to accept you in the future. So once you pass through this process, as far as that stands, you are an ambassador. And the ordinary course of thinking would be, if there's an ambassador giveaway, to go to ambassadors, and I'm an ambassador, then I'm eligible for that giveaway. Unless the CEO of the company decides to change things seemingly on the fly. So let's talk about Noah Star-Lord here. 
at 2.18, two hours and 18 minutes into the video in question, which I will, of course, link in the description to this video, he says the following. There are different rules today than other rules. Again, a little bit tautological, not terribly helpful, but he's trying to say that we're going to do some things differently. I'm going to be doing a lot more due diligence on the grand prize winners. If you want to be an ambassador that wins, you must have an active account, active followers, active streams. You got to be doing something. So here's the first instance of Noah Star-Lord here trying to separate out what he's going to do with the big ticket items. And I don't know whether that's orders from Intel, in all honesty, or whether he's just trying to make sure that he extracts as much brand value as he can from this sponsorship in the way that he's going about his business. There's already things that jump out as potentially problematic here. It's a little bit unclear. Is he intending to have this due diligence done on grand prize winners only so that there are in fact different standards within one giveaway, one sweepstakes? Certain quotes that I didn't include on these slides kind of intimate that. He says there are earlier winners of things that weren't grand prizes, weren't big computers that would have been eligible for the grand prize, implying that there were some that wouldn't have been. I don't want to put words in his mouth. It just raises that question. Even from the get-go, this is three hours or so before the issue is going to come at hand with respect to this particular Twitter user that's claiming that she wasn't given the computer that she was otherwise owed. Then at 5.03, we get a second standard. Right? This is the first standard that he sets up. The second standard is, here's how it works. You got to be active. You have to have streamed in the past week. You got to be not small. Probably, not a terribly useful quantified metric there, over 5,000 followers. Where? Who knows? You got to have consistent activity over a period of three months at least. Got to have good content on other socials to indicate that you care about your stream and growing it. So first, we get a standard of effectively active account, active followers, active streams. Then maybe if we're going to give the benefit of the doubt, you have some clarity given to that, even though the ambassadors that have put your brand in their Twitch channels and have otherwise been giving you that particular brand efficacy, that power, are now being told that they aren't eligible despite the fact that they have been accepted into, ostensibly, your program for ambassadorship. And now you see that they want it to be at least 5,000 followers when that wasn't any part of what they asked for to actually have you enter into this. So this is at bare minimum, some kind of super ambassador giveaway with rules that are either becoming clearer or changing on the fly throughout this 13 hour video set. So those are your first two standards. We're already seeing cracks in the foundation here. We continue on. This is an ambassador giveaway. It is not for people that aren't taking streaming seriously. We need you to be promoting, frankly, yourself and us if we are giving you a free computer. Now that kind of language is already got legal thinking, right? This sounds a lot like a quid pro quo. This sounds less and less like a sweepstakes and potentially more like a contest, except you aren't evaluating who's the biggest streamer, who's giving you the most clicks or anything like that. You're using a chance element and then applying some kind of standard for how much value that streamer gives to you in a very untoward way. And we're only getting started, folks. The ambassador program is changing, says Noah Star-Lord. Everyone currently in it stays in it, but the ambassador level of our program is going to rise up, and it's a little bit harder to enter that level. And everyone currently in the pro program is grandfathered in, either as an ambassador or an affiliate. And here's, in all honesty, giving the full benefit of the doubt to someone that's not using legal counsel, or God willing, I hope they're not using legal counsel because the advice might be wanting if they are, 
they appear to be trying to roll back what their ambassador program was. I don't know if this is because they had large levels of growth. They're just addressing their business model. They've got these ambassadors. They want to grandfather them in. They want the ambassadors that got in at what they would presumably identify as low levels and say, yes, you continue to be an ambassador. We're not kicking people out when this happens. You stay in. And yet, if one of the perks to doing this, if one of the reasons that you put their brand on your Twitch channel or elsewhere is because you might be eligible for these giveaways, which presumably is the reason that the company does them, then now they're effectively changing the rules on you in midstream. When they say, yes, you get to stay in, you're grandfathered in, except we're going to change what the standards are. It becomes very, very unclear. And you see this reference to affiliate. You also have a sequence of the video, which I didn't include in slide form, where Noah Starlord says effectively, if you're at an affiliate level, you can grow to be an ambassador, you can grow to be a partner, et cetera, et cetera. But affiliate, as far as I could find on their website, isn't otherwise an addressed term. They appear to be bifurcating what it was that you were when you signed up. And in their own heads, they've concepted out that only 10 or 25% of the people that were ambassadors are going to be new look ambassadors. And I get that percentage from something that they actually say. We'll get to it in just a minute. But that puts them in a difficult spot because they've been They've advertised this as an ambassador giveaway. These individuals have the name ambassador. They have an ambassadorship. We'll actually see that happen with this particular individual. It's identified as an ambassadorship correctly. And she's got the brand in her panel. She's qualified under those metrics. And yet they're still not going to give it to her because we haven't gotten done with the standards that Noah Starlord intends to apply to this. Now, here's where we have the reference point where we see that affiliates, ambassadors, and things are happening weirdly at Artisan Builds, right? Earlier in the stream, some hours earlier, he addresses the fact they haven't been able to quote unquote, filter the list properly, that they have a list of ambassadors and they actually want there to be ambassadors, meaning super ambassadors and ambassadors, meaning affiliates, but they haven't filtered the list. And apparently they haven't told anyone that they're at that level because, well, frankly, if you think you're an ambassador, then if you're told that you're an affiliate and you're getting a downgrade, then maybe you're a little less willing to give them the cachet of real estate on your own channel. But my God, that would sound like some kind of unreasonable or unjust enrichment or fraud in the inducement to a contractual or other commitment. That, that couldn't be. Continuing, regardless, your activity, your growth, your continual good streaming habits are all mission critical to your being a quote unquote valid winner. Sure, you're an ambassador, but we're going to layer on some extra stuff. Now, I say all of this, one, obviously, to point out the different standards that Noah Starlord is applying throughout his stream, but also to note that this doesn't happen entirely in a vacuum. If you were on the side of Artisan Builds in this particular question, you could look at this and say they tried to warn the ambassadors as it went on. The problem is, as you start to do this, as you start to pick people to void that aren't based on any written eligibility criteria, you start to look more and more like you're expecting something like consideration. As he says, if we pick people that are close to the cutoff, we may either give it to them or give them a secondary prize. But the goal here, there may be some purges. There may be some invalids. We need to really give these builds to people that are going to use them, promote them, presumably for the benefit of artisan builds, and not quit streaming. That this is a marketing proposition and they don't want it to go to people that won't market them. And that's an important part of the puzzle. We'll be looking for, here's the third or fourth, depending on how you're counting, set of standards that Noah puts forth, multiple thousands following, consistent activity across meaningful streaming platforms, whatever that might mean, 
and probably honestly past referrals or at least good click rates. If nobody's clicking your panel, you're not doing a good job of referring folks to artisan builds. You're not fulfilled your part of the bargain. And when he says you've not fulfilled your part of the bargain, a lawyer just died somewhere. If they're using any lawyers on these kinds of things, right? You couldn't actually frame out testimony that was any better to, so you're requiring additional consideration on the part of these entrants. You're changing the eligibility criteria on the fly. Past referrals isn't mentioned for the previous five hours that I could see. I cannot pretend that I listened to all five hours of it, but every time that he spoke of the rules, it was about thousands and activity and everything else. Past referrals jumps in here, and that's going to be critical, or mission critical if you're Noah Starlord, because that's what they're going to base their elimination of this particular winner on. And then you get even more stuff. About 10 to 25% of our current ambassador crew does qualify. They've got either one-tenth or one-quarter of the people that they currently call ambassadors that they are willing to acknowledge as winners of an ambassador giveaway. And they didn't tell the folks. And whatever those eligibility criteria are changing on the fly as we watch in a live stream and... We don't know who's eligible, which makes all of this look a little bit like fraud, right? We don't like to use the big F word here in virtual legality because there's a lot that goes into it. A lot that goes into it is some kind of false statement or uh, effectively some kind of statement that induces somebody to do something when you know it's false. You call this an ambassador giveaway. You also simultaneously know that perhaps nine out of 10 of the people that think they're your ambassadors, you don't consider them ambassadors and you can't even set what the parameters for winning this contest actually are. We are debating if using the code is required. So now with all of that piled on top of itself, we get to the actual evaluation of this particular streamer. At 5.09 in the stream, 2K followers is under my threshold, which is presumably when he's referring to 5,000 followers. Although remember, there's two instances at least where he says multiple thousands of followers, and certainly 2K is in multiple thousands of followers. Three days ago is within my threshold. Presumably this person streamed within the last three days. Long streams, which is good, and artisan builds in the panel. Let's see if you have redeeming qualities, says Noah Starlord, as if to look like a Disney supervillain. Then he says America, cool, cheap shipping, which I include only to note that they're probably operating in America to give a quote like that. But we can see already exactly why this Twitter user, if she is in fact the person that was owed this computer, gets upset. You hear this, she's got multiple thousands of followers. She just streamed. She became an ambassador three months ago. We'll find out in just a minute. She's got artisan builds in the panel. She has given them real estate. She has complied to the best of her ability with what it looks like to be an ambassador. That was what was referenced to her before all of this went down. And now she will be told in this next slide that she doesn't win this computer. Why? As he says, and there's the re-roll. Here's the reason, chatter babies, this person has three months of ambassadorship and not a single click. Purged. This is an ambassador giveaway and you've got to be collaborating with my company to get my free computers. Then he adds, sponsored by Intel. Thanks, Intel. So, Again, I watch this stuff so you don't have to. This is about the way he communicates with his audience the entire time. But as we've already shown, this standard of clicks, click-throughs, of actually getting referrals directly isn't included in the ambassador program requirements, isn't included anywhere else 
even just before we get to the place where he's looking at these particular ambassador possibilities and he decides that this is the method by which he's going to not allow this person to win a computer, which very much looks like he is selecting who he wants to win, even though it was supposed to be by random chance. So you've got all sorts of elements brought in here. You've got a chance element. He's still using a randomizer to pick it out. You've now got consideration at issue because effectively he says, you're not meeting your benefit of the bargain if you're not big enough. You've got to be collaborating with my company to get my free computers. He then throws in the corporate sponsor because maybe he's nuts at this point in time. But Intel can't be thrilled with this kind of press on these kinds of things. And so... On top of that, you now got exactly what Jones Day warned about. You've got the look of changing rules in midstream. And this is the problem. This is the problem with not writing down the rules, at least anywhere that I could find, is that every time throughout five hours of live streaming, they're slightly different. It's slightly more unclear as to who is eligible and who's not. All the while, while this business is taking advantage of these various streamers and telling them that they're ambassadors when they never intended to treat them as such, at least for this particular contest. So this is doing about everything as bad as it can be done. And so if you've got this particular situation, I, from a marketing perspective, again, I don't give legal advice on this channel because you're not my client and I can't give you that individualized legal experience, I would certainly recommend not doing this to a poor streamer who's gonna go out and make big press out of it because frankly, you deserve it. And if you are still gonna do this, I would recommend thinking about what you've done and trying to make it right because you really are gonna call the ire of actual federal and legal authorities if you keep going down this road. But instead, Artisan Builds takes a different approach. Hey, Twitter Sphere. I'm really sorry for the way we did parts of the giveaway today. We've given a lot of people a lot of awesome free tech, and that's not going to stop. If you want to talk, I'm here. That's kind of the point of being live so much. So we've got a number of these tweets. But first and foremost, as we talk about with respect to messaging, don't say I'm sorry for the way we did parts of the giveaway today without more specificity, and then go to an immediately defensive marketing brand manager kind of sentence. We've given a lot of people a lot of awesome free tech and we're not going to stop doing that. Like you're trying to tell them that they don't, they shouldn't give away free things. That's not all what this video is about. That's not at all what the criticism is about. It's that you can't change the rules midstream. You can't take advantage of people with an ambassador name that you don't intend to honor. That all starts to look and smell like fraud and the inducement or unjust enrichment or various other things that could be applied if an enterprising lawyer or plaintiff wanted to do that to you. No, the point is you got to comply with the rules. You can't say things like I put in the thumbnail, which was said in the middle of all of this, we run the contest, we make the rules. That's fine. As long as the contest and the rules have set up eligibility requirements, have set up concerns for what is going to work within their parameters that are set forth before all of this goes down. And that clearly wasn't the case. Even after watching this, he then I think rejects the next person or the next two people watching the video, it's entirely unclear what he's going to base his premises on. If they are an ambassador, the right point in time for you to address these things if your artisan builds is to talk to what the ambassadorship should look like before you have an ambassador giveaway. If you're not happy with what ambassadors are, but you want the street cred for quote unquote grandfathering them in, but you don't want to grandfather them into any of the benefits they otherwise would get, then you're just trying to get the promotional quality without the actual obligations. And that, mm, that rubs me the wrong way. Let's get to tweet number two. Everyone in the affiliate slash ambassador program, remember affiliate doesn't appear on their webpage as far as I could find, 
is eligible to get awesome free stuff and earn dollars from referrals. So now you've changed your apology into an advertising platform. It's going great. It costs nothing to join. You can always go and chat with me live on Twitch. I've talked for a long time about being transparent about everything. It's live after all. And yeah, transparency is great, but solid rules for a contest that's gonna involve potentially thousands of dollars of prizes, even greater. The easy way is not to be there for you, but I've been there for years. I haven't done much of anything else. I love interacting with you all, and I feel terrible that anyone didn't enjoy that process today. All of this apology is not that I did anything wrong. All of this apology is, "Mm, I'm sorry some of you felt bad about the way I operated. Please feel free to share ideas on how to improve. Get a lawyer. Honestly, get a lawyer. There's no filter. There's no PR team. There's just us. You can get a cake or a new SSD. And remember, we give back 100% of what we earn on Twitch to upgrade builds and do giveaways. No other company is doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts about whether there's a reason for that or not? And it's not the easiest way. Hmm. Fair enough. So that's the thread of quote unquote apologies that Artisan Builds put out there. And I don't know about you. I don't see much of an apology. I certainly don't see a corrective behavior. And I might watch them for a little bit longer to see if they get any better at doing these giveaways and having eligibility requirements set forth in some fashion that people can actually tell. Uh, and not requesting consideration at the same time that you're going to do random chance for a prize. But thankfully, this story does have what appears to be at least a bit of a happy ending. As Twitter user Jay's Two Cents comes in and says, when a company decides on live stream, I don't like this ambassador because they don't meet our imaginary requirements. Screw these guys. Kia Pia, I got you. Forget these guys. I'll send you a kick-ass PC for having to put up with these guys who themselves are quite small. And Jay's Two Cents, who I don't know from Adam, has a million followers, appears to have quite a business going either on social media or elsewise. And you do love to see it because that's the way you actually brand manage. It's not by pretending to give out goods or money or chocolate boxes to everyone, all the while preening about how great you are and how big you are and how big you need the promotions in order to justify the largesse of your computer builds. This is the way you do it, Artisan Builds. And honestly, you need to get a lawyer because there's a lot that needs to be corrected before you go forward with your next giveaway. You better hope Intel's lawyers don't find you first. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy these conversations about the law and business of technology, Twitter, Twitch, video games, and more, please consider supporting us. We cannot do it without support from viewers like you. I will have the Patreon listed in the description to this video. Otherwise, just subscribing, telling your friends, upvoting, downvoting, sharing it on Reddit, Twitter, Twitch. Talk about this video on Twitch. We've obviously had a lot to say about Twitch users today. Every little bit helps grow our subscriber count, which is growing at a great clip. And every bit that goes up, YouTube watches us more, YouTube shares us more, and it's just going to have a snowball effect and help get virtual reality out to more and more viewers and listeners. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.